0: welcome to the CMF podcast, where we discuss all things mentorship and cybersecurity. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. My name is Mel Kay. Uh, welcome to the second installment of CMF's Misfit Mentor Momentum series. Today, we're joined by Ellison Ann, CEO and founder of OnVale, Bob Ackerman, Managing Director of and founder of Allegis Cyber and Tim Eads, co-founder and general partner of Cyber Mentor Fund. Both Tim and Bob here are mentors and investors in Ondale. Uh, welcome everyone and great to have you here. Great,
1: Today to, be here. We're gonna... great to be here. Thanks Mel. <laughs> yeah.
0: Today we're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly of mentorship. Just because mentorship is widely available, that doesn't mean every mentor is the right fit for you. I say let's get right into it. So Alice and Ann, I want to start with you. Onville is a booming success, but I can imagine it wasn't always smooth sailing. Can you share with us how strategic mentorship has aligned with Onville and you as a founder to lead to this success?
2: Yeah, for sure. So um, being a startup founder CEO is one of those really unique jobs and positions that you can only learn by doing it. So you can't learn it by watching someone else do it. You can't learn it by going to school or taking a class for it or reading a book. However, you also don't have to learn everything by the school of hard knocks, there's a hard way. And I I think that's where mentorship comes in and is so key from a startup CEO perspective and building a successful company. Everything from being able to go to a fellow CEO mentor and say, hey, I'm having this kind of tactical operational challenge, what do you think? And then giving you feedback on, hey, you know, I didn't see that exact uh, situation but I saw something really similar, and here's what we did to going to them and presenting the same kind of situation of, hey, I think I'm gonna head in this direction or do this thing. And they say, what in the world are you doing? That's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. So stupid, right? So you say, okay, thank you very much. I hear that. Uh, And then you know, this is the most awesome job in the world. It's also a really difficult job. So having the ability to have just like a few minutes of CEO to CEO empathy to say, hey, I'm having this issue and it just, it really sucks. And they listen and they say, yeah, that really sucks. And you say, thank you. On we go. Super valuable.
0: Great. Well, thanks for that insight. You know, we're going to, the purpose of this, uh, this uh, series in this episode is to kind of talk about the nitty gritty, ugly side of it. So I'm going to take this opportunity to open up the floor for discussion about that tricky side of mentorship and where it can go wrong. You know, Bob, in your opinion, how can a founder be thoughtful in choosing the right mentor? you know, how, how are they able to identify the wrong ones that are gonna guide their company in the wrong way?
1: Well, look, I, I think um, LSAN really captured a, a really good distillation of, of the value. I, I think what you're looking for, first of all, being a CEO of a startup company really is the loneliest job in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's all on your shoulders. A lot of the things you wrestle with, you can't really discuss with your team because you need to provide the answers in certain cases certain things of course you always discuss with your team but the role of a venture is of a mentor is to have somebody you can talk to who's who's walked a mile in your moccasins uh you know who who has traveled the road that you're traveling that can give you the benefit of some of their experience uh so that you've got a sounding board as as Allison Ann indicated that can can either call you out uh, or say don't worry about it or all this is all normal or it's all it's all part of the it's all part of the process, but but I think over and above that, um, you've got to find somebody who takes it personally. You know, one of the things that happens in the startup community is you know, people want to be advisors. Uh, you know, and advisors can be mentors; it can be business advisors. But frankly, a lot of times it's window dressing, and a lot of time they're not really all in. And I think when you're a CEO looking for a mentor, you're looking for somebody who takes it personally who prioritizes that interaction that derives benefit from that interaction that, that you know, it's like many times like being a teacher, you don't do it for the money, you do it because you enjoy developing people, mentoring them, helping them develop. And so as, as much as the experience and having walked that mile in the moccasins is important, the, the motivation of the mentor, the commitment of time uh, to the process and the interaction. And then I think chemistry, becomes really really important you know sometimes it's the message sometimes it's the messenger Mm -hmm. right and and you can have the right message but you have the wrong messenger it falls on deaf ears so I, i think you have to align the experience with sort of shared commitment to the process uh but also you know to be able to have a conversation with someone where they communicate in in terms that you understand and you appreciate and you can do the same thing and i think i think that's really hard and so sometimes you get presented with people's like have this person would be a great mentor i think you really have to assess very carefully uh you know what you can take away from that relationship and is that mentor going to be there all the you know on a regular basis you know i know tim for example uh and ellison ann uh you know i'm not going to take tim's thunder but speak on a weekly basis at least mm-hmm. uh you know and so that predictability uh, really provides a lot of continuity in a relationship. He can track what's going on in the business. Uh, they can follow subjects through the evolution as the business develops. So I think those are the things that are really, really important. And it's not easy to find that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know. And, and so I, I think if you don't find those things, you're setting yourself up. You'll have a couple of good conversations, but then you'll drift in different directions. There won't be the continuity and you really won't get the value out of it that you need.
0: Yeah. You mean you know you touched base there about the difference between a mentor and an advisor and I know when we spoke before as a, you know as a for some um at our practice session there was a lot of thoughts around identifying the difference between an advisor and a mentor and kind of what can go wrong there if you're if you're picking if you're setting it up the wrong way. I mean Tim and Allison Ann, do you have any thoughts on that part?
3: Uh yeah, I I think there's a substantial difference. Um but let, let's unpack it a little bit. On, you know, a, a little bit more description around the what a mentor is, uh, and I have been blessed by having you know Adalia Sanchez and Rick McGee and some amazing people mentor me over, over the years. Um, and then I think it, be, it becomes a clearer distinction between the two. And so, you know, I think it's hard to find the right mentor. You have to investigate it. Um, you have when they give advice, you have to understand the context in which they're giving it. Um, and then you have to make sure that you you like their context or you understand their context you might not like it, but you understand the perspective where it's coming from and it's, and it's got to be uh, it's got to be as as deep as you can, but in the context horizontally too. And then i think you know you know a good mentee tests the mental, test their advice. you know there's been times when others and I would say like, I don't agree with that. We had a great, <laughs> great conversation one time on a on a Friday, and, and we and, and Gianna, I'm like, well, you know what? You don't have to agree, but I think, you know, this is my perspective. And um, and but you have to test it not just to see you do they understand it and that it's the right level of depth, but why they're passionate about it. And also if that opinion is consistent. Some sometimes these people drift around. And you know, it's good to test the advice. And then the other way to look at testing is to rotate. Um on them. And Alison does this quite a lot on a bunch of things like, well, what if I did it this way? I'm not happy with that. What if I did it this way, this way, this way? And there's, there's times when we'll rotate conversations on a, pieces of advice to to understand it and see it from every angle. And then she'll go, got it. But <laughs> And so it's, you know, as you look at the role of a, a mentor, you know, um, that's a really great thing. Like like I said, Rick McGee did this for me years ago. And Adalia did it for me years ago when I was an IBM. But you know, just, Rotating my point of view, and so say like you're looking at it wrong. You're looking at it wrong, or look at it this way. Look at it this way, and then eventually these things click. Or they come back and say, Yeah, I don't agree, but I appreciate the perspective which you're coming from. Okay. And then I, you know, I completely agree with uh, Bob on availability, and you know, you're you're going to be very communicative. Um, but then, in you know, separate to an advisor, I mean, we have a we have business advisors at uh, at Yama, for example. Um, they give me context on technology and, and the market and terminology sometimes, but it's not as deep as personal as anywhere near as as trusted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I awesome. think those, just to interject there, the two points are really important in terms of uh, mentor-mentee mentor, uh, relationship is not a robotic one. Uh-huh. so where it typically would go wrong and I've seen it go horribly wrong is if you have a mentor who believes when they tell you something and you don't do it suddenly mm-hmm. there's no more relationship that's not a true mentor relationship it's very much an exchange um, you will disagree it's fine to disagree sometimes mentor is right sometimes the mentee is right it just depends uh-huh. contextualization is also super important so I found a lot that when you, we talk to our mentor, and, and Tim is you know a great example of this, um, if, if he's not getting it, or I don't feel like, hey, he's not grasping what I'm saying, we're, we're talking past each other, he's disagreeing with me, if I dig into that a little bit more, sometimes it's because I haven't given him enough information to really have him piece his experience around the problem and give me something that's useful. So that contextualization is super important.
1: Yeah. yeah, Yeah. And I think, look, I think respect is absolutely essential because if, if the respect is not there, you're not gonna put it all on the table and you're not gonna take away everything. You know, if, if, the, if the respect is there, you open up, you kick ideas around, as Tim and Nelson have said, you agree, you disagree, but it's very interactive, it's very open. And it's all designed to get to, you know, on, on, on the part of the CEO who has a mentor make sure I'm make sure I'm seeing it the right way and I, again, I may agree with the conclusion I may disagree with the conclusion, but am I missing anything in my process yeah you know yeah. are there things that I'm not aware of that I need to be incorporating into my process and again that that requires both parties to be really vested mm-hmm. in the relationship and for the trust to be there so. and
0: I could imagine kind of mutual respect as well
1: absolutely absolutely yeah yeah and, and, and a disagreement's good right it's good <laughs> yeah
3: it's okay. It's, yeah. yeah. Things
0: it's get figured out. Well, and so kind of touching on this bit, our goal was to not make this only bright and shiny, but really get into that nitty gritty. You know, Tim, I'm looking at you here. You've been a mentee. You've been a mentor. I'm curious if you can share an experience with us around potential consequence of taking or not taking strategic advice. And ultimately, is was it was there a fallout with the mentor? How did you navigate that scenario?
3: Um, well, I mean... Uh, as a mentee, I mean, you know, I, when I first moved to the States, I, would, I, I was, you know, a very successful person in IBM Europe. And I, I came to uh, IBM in the States. And this guy, Rick McGee, would sit me down every morning at six o'clock, noon, and uh, normally at like five or six in the evening. And he, I, would, I would sit down there with ideas and say, How about this idea? He's like, no, no, you're looking at this way. Now I come back at noon. He's like, No, you do it this way. And he would sometimes, it was a little bit blunt and I wouldn't take it very well. And I would, you know, I would drive home, I'd be like, damn this guy. Um, so, you know, it's, you have to, I mean, the consequences of not taking the advice of, of, of that individual or other people that have mentored me in the past, um, you know, it's, it's it's okay. You know, it, it's okay not to take it. I think that's the most important thing. You know, did I disagree with him a hell of a lot? Did it make me our relationship stronger? Absolutely. You know, there were times, you know, I was probably 30 years old driving home nearly in tears. Um, but because he just made me feel stupid all the time. Um, but not quite that bad if he's listening. Um, but but the, but the, but the point is, is like um, these people have good advice. Sometimes you know they need to get better at their vocabulary. But they you know, and as you grow and you learn, you learn their style and their their, their stuff. And it's okay not to take it. I had fantastic consequences of not taking people's advice. But you know, I learned and I listened and I got it and I got their perspective. And, I, and I, 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 it's, built, it's like coloring a picture. you know. I, I have the context of where I want to go now, but I, I heard them out. Alison Ann does that all the time, right? She, she, we were working on a, on a planning thing, I don't know what, a month ago, six weeks ago. And we worked we on it together and she came back, she goes, that's not right, we're gonna do it this way. And, she, and then we're like, well, what about this way? And then you know, it's by having that, uh, you, can, you can make great companies by not taking mentor advice. But you need to understand the perspective and the context in which it's given. Um, because at the very least, it
1: will um make you tread uh, your path more carefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think the objective remember the objective is not to create a clone, right? right. The, the right. objective is to is to fully develop you, you know, and, and to if if you can compress the learning curve, uh, you know, like I always say, like two two ways to get through a minefield. There's the Braille method, which has a relatively high level of attrition, you get blown up. <laughs> You know, or you get a map. You know, a good mentor is a map. You know, it kind of it kind of helps you get through. It'll it'll help you get through the minefield faster and with less attrition. But that's where the trust comes in, right? Mm-hmm. And the ability and the willingness to listen comes in. It doesn't mean there's only one way through the minefield. But you know, if if you've got a good mentor, if you've got that map, frankly, it allows you to move forward with a little more confidence, uh, a little higher level of a surety, uh, and, you know, in, in the world of startups, right, it's it's about, you know, fail fast, make better decisions, move as quickly as you can. And and a mentor can really bring that experience, as long as the trust is there, to help you develop those skills.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, Allison, were you going to add something in there? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, a, I
2: actually have a great example of not taking advice um, uh, that diverged for the, the panelists here from a long time ago. So. I have to say, and caveat it, there's very little advice that Tim gives that I actually orthogonally disagree with and don't take. He's a great source of advice. Um, but I have, have a very vivid example, early on in the company's life, uh, you know, at Bob's encouragement, we had applied for the RSA Innovation Sandbox. And we were only about three-ish months old at the time, and we thought, well, at least people will see the application, it'll be good exposure, and lo and behold, we got in the RSA Innovation Sandbox. And it was a real struggle thinking about, okay, should we actually do it? Because when we were supposed to pitch at the sandbox, we turned five months old the day before. That's Usually companies are right where we are today when they're in the innovation sandbox. And so we were super, super early and it was not clear whether this was really a smart strategic move for us, building a new market and things like that. Bob said, yes, Tim said no. (laughs) <laughs> Ultimately, right. clearly, I, I went and did the sandbox. I didn't actually agree with Tim's position, although he had made super valid points around it. Um and that ended up being a great um experience for the company. We did the right thing, we went in the sandbox, we were one of the winners, you know, the rest is kind of um internet history there, but it is a vivid example of very early right. on where they these two people had very divergent pieces of advice.
1: Yeah, and and I and it's a great example because I think. Tim and I both raised, based on our experience, really legitimate arguments, Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, and and there was no, there was no obviously right and obviously wrong answer, you know, but I think what it gave Ellison Ann is a very balanced pros and cons. And then she got to make the decision in terms of what's my gut tell me. I've got a lot of data, you know, and it's experienced data. What's my gut tell me?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what fun that's what the fun thing about being a startup is, right? It's like, hey, mm-hmm. I got I got some great people helping me here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm gonna make the call. Right. And the fact yeah. that I was wrong and Tim was, you know, I was right and Tim was wrong, just made it that much sweeter. <laughs> that's <laughs>
2: a, that's a, that's the only example like that I have, by the way. <laughs> so that's my that's my one example. Yeah. yeah.
1: But but I I was right because Ellison Ann killed it. You know, yeah. Tim's advice yeah. was right. just as valid as mine, but Ellison Ann made the difference.
0: Yeah. Well, so Tim, you you've been around a lot of CEOs. Um, Do you have any stories to share around other capacities of not taking advice that potentially was a good outcome? It could have been a bad outcome. You know, don't want to throw anyone under the rug here, but just from an entrepreneur's standpoint, if they're trying to learn from your experience, I I give
3: I give you a great one, and probably not going to be a popular one, but whatever. So. I uh, I was helping out this, uh, this uh, uh CEO. He was going for a series A. I've been working with him this is years ago now, it's probably six, seven years ago. And I, I really liked him. He was really smart, really, really bright. And we got multiple term sheets, you know, to go in. And um actually Bob might like this one, but um um but here's what happened, right? So I, it was on, on a Monday night, it was the term sheet that come in and I'm flying a red eye to New York. And I said to him, you got to syndicate the deal, right? You got to syndicate the deal. You've got to make sure you have two people around the table, you know, two pockets of money, two board members, you know, two funds, because you you need to syndicate. And he's like, I really think I will. All right, I'm gonna get on the plane. I'm doing the run. I want to hear in the morning, please, you know, if you don't syndicate it, I really don't understand why. But I really think you should. He didn't syndicate it. He signed with a particular venture fund, not Bob, obviously. and he lost control of the board very quickly and was fired as a CEO within, I don't know, 14 months of taking that, uh, that round, And the company went into the mountain probably a year later. Um, so, I mean, there's just some, there's, you know, there's just some advice. Obviously, everybody can make their own call, and he did, and on, on you go. Um, but I can tell you exactly where I was standing when I, when I, when I got on that plane it was it was one of the last times when you know, virgin was still around uh, you know and they're flying to New York and they' were flying from the international term one Sfo and I can tell you where I was and I'm like you got to do it you know you, this is just one of those strategies you have to do and yeah honestly it was a very hard ground at them
1: look I'll, I'll give you one uh, back in my operating days i had started had started a company uh, I had a great investor syndicate my lead investor was a guy who's, a, who's an absolute legend. Uh, in the venture industry, who I had tremendous respect for, and we were going into an M uh, and A conversation, and you know the company was getting acquired, um, and we're negotiating with the acquirer, and I'm the point guy on the negotiation, uh, and I'm getting very concerned about the the terms. I'm saying, look, if 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 anything happens, and this deal falls through, we're out of money. We're just, we're flying way too close to the edge. We need them to put more earnest money up. So if something falls apart, we've got a margin of error. And and, and my mentor on the board's like, you know, Bob, you know, you know, the CEO, I've known the CEO for 20 years. He's a man of his word. My point was, it's not about his word. It's some adverse set of circumstances that develop. That prevent him from perfecting the agreement or performing. You know, it, it's you know, it's not that he'll do anything malicious. It's just we're screwed if that happens. And he goes, "You're being paranoid. Don't worry about it. You know, it, it's all going to work out. It's going to happen." And you know, and so I had a lot of trepidation. I said, "Okay, we're going to go forward." Well, the day before we we're supposed to close, the CEO says, "Look, you know, we we had a really bad earnings call yesterday." And uh, my board has said, no acquisitions, Uh, we need to focus on our core business. And the deal fell apart. And it fell apart we had 30 days cash. Wow. When you got 30 days cash, the only thing you can do is recapitalize your company. Now we recapitalized the company successfully. And all of the investors who still had conviction were able to write checks, you know, and basically reestablish their position. There was one guy who couldn't write a check to reestablish his position. He happened to be the founder of the company, me. And so my equity position was crushed by 90% as a result of that process. So it's a situation where I had, had a great mentor, great bona fides, highly respected, follows his advice right over the cliff. You know, and at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, we simply sold the company. Anyway, everybody made money, uh, but I made about 90% less money than I would have made. And so it, it's just... You, know, you have to understand the frame of reference when people are giving you advice. It's not that this is what you should do. It's these are the things you should think about. And it's about understanding the range of possibilities. And then you have to decide, you know, what's relevant to you and, and what in your heart of hearts, because at the end of the day, you own the decision, right? So you can get all the advice in the world, but at the end of the day, you own the decision. So making sure the people that are giving you advice that are those mentors uh, are, are well-balanced, but you have to make the decision.
3: So. Yeah. And always test the advice.
1: Yeah. Test the advice to the
3: person with other people, you yeah, know, in context and rotate it. Get context and rotate it, for sure.
0: That's a great anecdote, Bob. Um, I want to take a moment to ask you guys, all, all three of you, um, when does mentorship, When does a mentorship relationship mature and end, if ever? Tim, do you, wanna,
3: I, do you want to? I don't think it ever. So yeah, mm-hmm. Adalia Sanchez, that, uh, i was referring to i spoke to uh, five ten days ago um he's you know he's just a superstar so you know th- th- these relationships uh last until i'm pushing up daisies as far as I
1: <laughs> look i i think i think the relationships evolve mm-hmm. but they don't have to end they evolve yeah. so yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And you have different mentors for different places in your career and your life, right? So from a CEO perspective, I absolutely love this. This is all that I want to do for the rest of my life. And I hope Tim rides it out with me as a mentor. Um, And I also had fantastic mentors inside of the intelligence community that helped me learn how to navigate that world and be super successful. And and we're still friends today. Now, is their mentorship relevant in the context of being a startup CEO? Not really, but that relationship has continued.
0: Right. All right, I'm going to close this out with one final question uh, to you all. Where you imagine you are a fresh CEO, a fresh entrepreneur, you're wanting to start a business. You might not have an immediate mentor to look to. How can you find one?
3: Wow, Bob, Bob go for
1: that one. Bob, you're up. <laughs> well, look, look, I, I mean, I'll, look, we'll just we'll just go to direct experience. You know, Tim and I have worked together on a lot of projects over the years. Uh, we know each other. We're friends. We're collaborators were great partners. Uh, and, you know, when, when I met Ellison Ann and, and, and came to understand and appreciate the way she thought about things, uh, but her personality, the way she asked questions, the way she pursued getting answers, you know, I, I just kind of reached into to, to my own body of personal experience and it was easy, Tim, Tim would be the perfect mentor for mm-hmm. Ellison Ann. And I think that's, I think that's that's worked out really, really well. In fact, I take personal credit for all of their success. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but, you know, okay. it's, you, know you, you look to people that, that, that you know and trust and respect, uh, you know, who can reach into their networks and perhaps introduce you to people that you may not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think referrals, you know, you're going to have to get referred into them. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. From an
2: investor perspective, certainly um, Bob and Data Tribe did our seed round. And so almost immediately when that round closed, I went to Bob as the investor, seed investor, and said, hey, I've always wanted to do this. This is my dream, but I don't know what I don't know. Uh So can you help me find a repeat successful CEO that's done this that could serve as a potential mentor for me? And that's when he thought about it and introduced me to Tim. And I was really fortunate that that clicked. That mm-hmm. chemistry clicked and we worked together from the beginning, but you may have to go through several ones yeah, to find right. that click and that chemistry.
3: Yep. Yeah, so invest the time,
1: get the referrals, yeah, right. invest the time and, and explore, but don't expect immediate results. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean stop think about it, you know, go back to the difference between mentors and and, and advisors, right? It, it, advisors go onto the website, they're a little bit of flash and dash, uh, hopefully they can open up doors and do the things that Tim articulated. You know, a mentor probably is not going to show up on your website. May, but may not show up on your website. It, it's a very different relationship. And so the chemistry, the trust, the respect are absolutely essential to that relationship, not just working, but having value. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah.
0: Awesome, well, we are coming up on time here. Thank you so much, Bob, Tim, and Alice and Anne for joining us today. I think this was amazing, amazing conversation and hoping all the listeners out there got some insight that they can work with here moving forward.